Listeners, remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro.co slash clink listeners did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year and if that's not bad enough most cleaning formulas are 90 percent water which is heavy to ship leading to excessive carbon emissions plus those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia that's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet nobody's trying to have that enter blue land blue land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refill start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, White Wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like White Wine, True Crime, and In Bed by Nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are Housewives of True Crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. That's right. Happy Monday, everybody. Uh, We are recording early, so I am just going to assume that everybody had a happy Thanksgiving and you are all ready to have your kids back in school. Uh, I'm sure. You know, I don't know. When I was in school, you only got Thursday and Friday off. I know. Me too. And, you know, we have the whole week. We do have the whole week too. So 
you're going on vacation for this whole week, which is a great idea. We are not going on vacation and I have nothing. I really have nothing planned and I'm not even hosting Thanksgiving. So this is so unlike the Kane family. Well, you know what I feel like um, is that actually it would be better if they gave me a week off in October and just Thursday, Friday for Thanksgiving. I think it's actually not great. Then you got to entertain your kids all week while you're trying to grocery shop, et cetera. Prep for the turkey. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. I'm not doing that because I'm just showing up. I already had to prep. I had to send my husband is driving, driving the the bird and everything. I did it all last night. Gretchen's going camping ish again. Yeah. Okay. I hope you had a great time. I'm going to predict that. By Monday, I'm going to talk to you when this airs and you're going to say, I had such a fun time. The drive home, 25 hours was so amazing. And that's right. My husband and I are did in not love. fight one. Right. One time he let me go to the bathroom 50 times on the road. He did not make me pee in a cup like normal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> While going 80 <laughs> miles an hour. It was all good. No, I'll tell you what I hope happens. I hope that we are going to a place with no Wi-Fi and no television with the children on purpose. I think that Gretchen sets herself up (laughs) for the worst situations. I swear to you, sometimes I'm like, do you just love to torture yourself? Uh Uh-huh. I do. Stabbing yourself in an eyeball. I need to do something about these children of mine because they have lost their damn minds. So, of course, as you can imagine, I I mean, I kind of have a mouth like a sailor. Right. But my kids never have never repeated me. But lately, my son has taken to repeating some curse words. Like what words? Like shit? Okay. yes. And then I don't know how I feel about this other one. So the first time we heard him say shit, my husband said, hey, buddy, you want to go with me to like the hardware store or something? And he goes, shit. Yeah, dad. (laughs) 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 We're like, what did you say? Excuse me? And he's like, what? That's what my friends say. Oh, my gosh. Well, no, third grader. Then last night, he snuck in my bed. And so did his sister. And apparently there was some issue with the blanket. And he says, hey, give me the freaking blanket. I'm so cold. Okay. So freaking. This is one that. Is that? Okay. I think, well, there's also this uh, freaking, freaking. It's too close. Freaking is a little bit better than freaking to me. Both of them I don't like. And so we have talked to our kids about those words because it is like, you know what they mean. But I don't know when I say like fudge crackers, when I am at the tennis court, I'm really meaning like, fuck. I just say fuck. (laughs) I don't want to get I don't want to get told on to the USTA for my potty mouth. Tennis rules. So I I say fudge crackers. (laughs) <laughs> well, in other news, I had volunteered in his classroom. How was that? And, you know, actually, I was I was impressed. Good. 
I like he actually happens. listened and paid attention the whole thing. And there were actually kids that were more squirrely than him. Good. So I was like, I was totally like on my soapbox. Like I'm judging your parents because because <laughs> <laughs> you've never felt, been on the other felt, side because I'm always on the other side. So it felt good. Oh, good. Uh, you guys, you know that we are on YouTube now. So please check us out. HWTC. And we're also doing YouTube shorts. So you get like a 10 minute episode or like a two minute episode. Um, but we need your support. So please go there if you will. Also, I think you've noticed if you listen on Apple, you can subscribe here and get ad free and bonus episodes. And then we also are on patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime with bonus. But let's get into our case today, Gretchy. Can't wait. Okay. All right. This week I am taking us near you, Gretchy Poo. Oh, really? Yes, to Oceanside, California. It's just a... I was just there. You were? Was on my way to San Diego, stopped to pee at the Rite Aid. <laughs> he let and... you pee at the Rite Aid. Well, he had to. <laughs> One of the children had to go and and we needed some road snacks because there was a lot of traffic. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. It's probably only, what, 20 minutes from you, except for when there's traffic. It could be an hour and a half from you. Listen, Oceanside is underrated. It's nice. I know. Yeah. It is on the ocean, hence the name. There are 170,000 residents there, which is pretty big. I thought it was pretty big for what I thought. Well, it is also right next to Camp Pendleton. Did you talk about that? Are you going to talk about that? I am going to talk about that. So it's a big military town. It is. Mm -hmm. This story piqued my interest, Scratch, because there is a three-part series that just came out on Netflix titled Killer Sally. And you know my dear friend in Texas, her name is Sally. So I was Shout on it. Sally. I had a friend, one of my best friends from high school's name was Sally too. Really? I I just I had a Sally first. I I just feel like you don't know a lot of Sally's in our age demographic. Actually, can I tell you a fun story about Sally? Yes. She's not on Facebook. She's like beyond. She's more involved than the rest of us. Doesn't need social media. Okay. And I only hear from her like every 10 years. But when we were featured in Us magazine. Mm-hmm. Or was a star magazine? I don't remember. I think both. She was like, what are you doing? I'm at my dentist office. Oh, my God. She found us. That is so she fun. Us, and then I was in touch with her. Yeah. Oh, man. That's so fun. Sally's we- are good. Sally's are good. So I also, because it was on Netflix, I wanted to find out the good, the bad, the ugly truths behind this documentary. Because as I hope all of you know, Lots of documentaries are one-sided or they leave some things out that you really should or want to know. So I went on the undercover for the Netflix doc and um, I did cut, I did uncover some things that I will talk about. I also want to say that this is a good one for our bestie Margot from Military Murder to cover because it ha- has to do with two Marines. And if you guys haven't checked out her podcast, it's real good. She's a lot like us, right, Gretchy? She's 
full disco biscuit. She's total disco biscuit. And she um, is real fun. So she's a mom with a good hustle, good storyteller. Mm-hmm. So good check lashes, out. all of it. She does have good lashes. She's she's a, she's, she's one the for whole the package. Money. She is a whole yeah. package. OK. Word. So before I begin, I also want to make a disclaimer that this episode does talk about domestic violence and other violence and murder and other adult conversations. So if it's triggering to you, please be aware before listening. Okay, OK, so let's start with Sally. Sally McNeil was her name at the time of this case. Uh, it is not her birth name and it is not her name now. Sally Dempsey was her birth name, and she was born in 1960 and raised in Allentown, Pennsylvania. I don't know anything about that town. I think it might be a Quaker town. but There's a song about it. From who? Billy Joel. Tabitha. We'll be living here at Allentown. Allentown. <laughs> I don't know that one. Good song here. It's a big song. Oh my God. It's okay. Hits. Yeah. Well, um, Sally didn't grow up wealthy. She was not privileged. In fact, she grew up pretty rough. Her father was a raging alcoholic that abused her mother. And as many people know who are in those kind of households, kids know what's going on. And trust me, they do. Sally witnessed her mother's abuse, and her parents were pretty absent to her day-to-day also. Not once did they go to any of her track meets, swim meets, dive meets. And this Sally chick, she was a star athlete. She even joined the high school boys' track team because they didn't have a girls' track team. And she won races against these, these boys. Oh, Sally pretty badass if you ask me. Totally. All right. These sports, I'm sure, are what kept her out of trouble, kept her busy, and kept her out of the house, which was a pretty awful place to be. Sally was feisty. Even at her short stature, she was pretty fierce. And I attribute this um, probably because she witnessed so much violence as a child. And Gretchen told me I should look up some effects of violence on these websites so I could do some research. And I did, Gretchen. And um, what I found was that children from abusive households, even if they're just witnessing the abuse and not actually being abused, are at greater risk for internalized behaviors such as anxiety and depression and externalized behaviors such as fighting, bullying, lying or cheating. And it is noted that Sally got in some fights and wasn't going to take anyone's shit. She lived her life on the defensive. um, Yeah, that's a common coping mechanism, I think. Yes, I think so. Sure. After high school, Sally went to college where she continued as an athlete until she couldn't afford to finish her senior year. And so she quit. She married her first husband and popped out the most beautiful children. They are, they still are around. They are mixed race, half black, half white, and born with light color eyes and this blonde curly hair. So they're swirly, gorgeous. Oh my gosh, they are so... Mixed kids, it doesn't matter. 
It doesn't matter, but it is beautiful. I know. Sally actually said in her interview that her husband thought that the daughter, the firstborn, wasn't his because she had the blonde hair and blue eyes like like Sally. Shantina is her name. And then when the second baby was born, John, he came out looking just like his sister. And so I guess it solidified the genes to the father. Sally wasn't married to this cat very long. She left him and headed west to California. And I won't say the California today because somebody just wrote a review about um, how we put the in front of our nouns. And I just no, want to say, fuck them. That's how we talk. <laughs> I know. I know. That I will say the Texas. Talk. I, this is why I do not read the reviews. <laughs> that is how we talk. We are not changing how I, we talk because one person. No, I know. I'm it. not, I'm not changing it. And what I was going to say, Gretchy got so, mm-hmm. she's so feisty right now. She took a little Sally pill. Is that I think. I'm hopeful that the review came before you actually listened to more episodes and just got our humor because I think eventually you will get the humor or you'll break up with us, as Gretchen would say. So she went to the California. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sally heads to the nicer, more beautiful weather state and enlists herself into the Marines where she would be stationed at Camp Pendleton in Oceanside, California. Okay. And seriously, this has to be a dream station, right? I mean, it is beautiful. It's gorgeous weather, gorgeous beaches. It's right next to San Diego. There is a ton of nightlife in San Diego. It's close to Gretchen. You can maybe get a glimpse of her if you go up to the OC. It's great. Once at Camp Pendleton, Sally fell in love with bodybuilding. She was strong as we could tell even in high school, and she loved lifting weights. Um, she also loved to see how heavy she could bench. Um, I also have a friend, or here, sorry, I don't say also. I have a friend who does these competitions, and it's pretty amazing. I mean, the dedication to working out and eating right and determination is so fierce. And like I said, Sally's super fierce. So this bodybuilding thing really worked out for her. She even won physique champion in the military twice. All right. Right when Sally started pumping the iron and bulking up, she was introduced to another bodybuilder named Ray McNeil. Sally was head over heels for this guy. Ray was also a Marine, super handsome, huge. And I mean, like huge, six foot four, 260 full of muscles. Sally, only 5'3". So she's this little blonde, full of muscle woman. And Ray is this massive man next to her, over a foot taller. And, you know, just to let you know, do you know how they get these big muscles? Steroids. Yes. Yeah. It's a common knowledge, Gretchy, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. The more steroids, the more muscles. And these two did use the steroids, um, Ray a little bit more than Sally, but she did dabble in it also. They were very attracted to each other 
And Ray was into Sally's kids, which is pretty awesome for a single mom, right? Sally was just 27. She had these two kids to raise. And Ray was, I think, about 23 at the time when they decided to tie the knot. Ray took the role of a father to her kids, and they even started calling him dad. He was, I guess, really their main father figure since the bio dad lived across the country. Once Sally and Ray were married, Ray started to abuse Sally pretty quickly, about three days after their wedding, quickly. Supposedly, or allegedly, Ray got so upset with Sally because he was informed by a co-worker that she had relations with some other guys in the Marines prior to Ray. And I guess this set him off and he decided to punch her. Now, I think some people are probably saying to themselves, like, what the fuck? Get out of Dodge. You've been married to this man three years or three days. Like, run. You may also think that there must have been signs before she married him that he was abusive. And I am here to tell you that. I know firsthand that sometimes men wait for marriage because they feel this sense of control that they have over their their wife at the time or they can't go anywhere because now they're married. And so I think that's what happened with Sally. I don't think he I don't think he hit her or abused her before they were married. You know, my experience with this is that you're right, Tab, that I think that they do sometimes save it. But I also think there's even more to it than that. I think Sally being a domestic violence, you know, or a a child of abuse, there is something that attracts her to someone who is capable of abuse. Those two are drawn together. They do. They do go hand in hand. It is definitely a cycle. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't matter even if he, you know, she didn't have to see anything or whatever. I mean, they're just like magnetic. Yes. And it was normalized for her. Right. So once he did hit her, it wasn't like she was going to run because she's already seen that, that, that maybe is just common for her to think that that is okay. It's unfortunate, but I know too many times that that is true. Uh, So Ray and Sally's relationship was really toxic, to say the least. And her poor kids also got to see, just as she did as a child, all this abuse. Now, Sally was not meek and timid, as I mentioned, um, when she was a teenager. You know, she got into these fights and she wasn't meek and timid as an adult either. She still had that feist in her and she often got in trouble for it. For instance, she pulled out a gun on her ex and beat his car in with a crowbar one time. I mean, that's pretty extra. She also one time threw a 70-pound weight down onto Ray's car after a fight from the balcony of a second-floor window. Um, She had gotten into an altercation with the police at one time when someone, we don't know who, called on the well-being of her children. And when the police got to the house, she was so enraged that they had to subdue her with mace. So she had an abusive side to herself is kind of what I'm saying. 
But it doesn't dismiss the fact that she was also getting regularly beat by her husband. And was Ray, she using any drugs or anything like that that was she, amplifying this behavior? Because it seems like a lot. Yeah. So she was on. She did use steroids. Yeah, so don't do it, dude. I think it might have done it. I mean that. I I I don't know. I mean that. That is pretty extra. All of that. I mean. But I don't know what. They have this term, roid rage, and it must mean that you really fucking rage. I know someone who was on, when they were on steroids, they hit their wife. It was real bad. Mm -hmm. I know a, which led to divorce. I know a, another person who was just, yeah, in a relationship and the guy just started using them at the gym. Like it just, I think there are a lot of guys just at the gym that use steroids. Yeah, I agree. I, I used to work at the gym. Remember when I was, um, with Nicole, remember that gym? Yeah. And those guys, there were so many there that used steroids also. It seems like it would be a thing if you were a professional athlete or something, but just to look some kind of way, it, it's dude, the payoff sucks. You turn into an asshole. Yeah. And doesn't it? I heard, <laughs> I don't know if it's true, but I hear that your, you know, your junk shrinks up. Dude, if you're a man. Not, not hot. <laughs> I dated a guy who just took creatine, which is just like some supplement you can buy at the GNC. Yes. Anywho. I called him the creatine monster because he went psycho. And I've heard it is like, it's a thing. Well, yeah. I don't know. Just saying all that. Not for me. Not for me either. Bodybuilding. Give me a dad bod and a good attitude any day. And a big D. (laughs) Medium size (laughs) is preferred, actually. (laughs) Okay, so Ray, his preferred method uh, besides uh, steroids was choking Sally to subdue her. But he also did break her nose one time, tore her shoulder, uh, broke her toe. So he didn't just stop at choking. Okay. The fact that Sally didn't get out of the relationship is infuriating. But she was in love. She was so infatuated with Ray and she worked her life for him. She psychologically probably thought if she would do better, Ray would do better. Um, But unfortunately, that is not what happened. Ray was so into bodybuilding. Okay, they both were really into bodybuilding, but Ray was on another level of bodybuilding. He got out of the military to solely pursue his dreams of becoming a professional bodybuilder. At first, Sally continued her stint in the Marines while Ray was out of the Marines. She was a sergeant, but in 1990, she got demoted. And then in 1991, when her like four year was up, she was not allowed to reenlist in the military. So I think her record and the violence uh, between her and Ray 
was pretty dire, so they thought she was more of a risk to the organization than a help, so they asked her not to come back. Oh. There is a big record of her um, domestic abuse and violence and misconduct uh, from the military. So once out of the military, Sally needed money. And Ray was not bringing any bacon home, if you know what I mean. So Sally was the sole breadwinner. Sally's dreams of competing for the bodybuilding were overshadowed by Ray's. And according to Sally, it was okay. She supported him. In the bodybuilding world, um, the two looked real cute together. Let me tell you, they did competitions. They you know, sprayed their selfs tan and got out there and pumped their muscles up right next to each other. And they talked really nice about each other in front of the whole crowd. Um, and it looked magical. But it reminds me of like a Facebook page, the family Facebook page, you know, Sally and Ray. Yeah. Where it looks like a Hallmark movie. And really, it's a Lifetime movie. You know, Ray expected Sally to be the breadwinner so that he could turn pro. And I don't think the bodybuilding business is that lucrative. I think it's more like a beauty pageant costs like a shit ton of money. And you bring home a trophy. Yeah, those beauty pageants are expensive, at least for the kids. You have to spend a load of money. Yes. On all the, the costumes and everything. And I imagine, yeah, it's the same for bodybuilding. Well, yes. And you're spending, I mean, hours upon hours in the gym, right? Like that's all freaking Ray did is go to the freaking, see, I even said it, is go to the gym and work out. So after yeah. the Marines, Sally has to pay for, you know, she's paying for these steroids and she's paying for the gym memberships and they worked out at the Gold's gym. You know that gym? That's where all the bodybuilders go. Of course. <clears throat> so she has to pay for her working out, his working out, her steroids, his plethora of steroids. Plus, you know, they live in an apartment. She has to pay for rent. And she's got these two kids. And they live in Oceanside, which is, you know, California real estate is expensive. Oceanside's not that expensive. Dude. I mean, it's comparatively to, I mean, maybe other areas. Texas. The cheapest beachside town ever. Let me tell you how I know this because (laughs) my husband be sending me pictures of things for sale there all the time. And if it wasn't for the traffic, You'd find me in Oceanside. I know. It's che- it's cheaper than where you live or San Diego, but in terms of actually the rest of the United States of America, it is not cheap. Still okay. expensive. Just saying. Okay. But you do get to live on the beach and you got a lot of traffic. Mm-hmm. So after the Marines, Sally... Um, needed money, like I said. And so she was approached by a man at a bodybuilding show to make videos for him of her wrestling weak men. Okay. They were like these janky VHS tapes where Sally would be in like 
skimpy army type outfits or bathing suits. Um, Men would come up and like pitch to have her wrestle them. And then at the end, she would say, if you want to beat down by Sally too, call this number. Okay. I'm talking about Rakuten. Have you checked it out? Because I recommend you do. Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because the members earn cash back on everything they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores that I know I shop online at like Zappos, Sephora, and Best Buy. We are all already online shopping at our favorite stores, so why not be saving while doing it? It's a no-brainer. Rakuten is the smartest way to save money when you shop. How it works is the stores pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the commission with its members. You get paid via check or PayPal quarterly. Membership is free and it's easy to sign up. Start all your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app and start saving today. Your cash back really adds up. Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk, including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors LLC Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities LLC member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. You have heard me talk about my language learning skills with Rosetta Stone, and I'm telling you, I'm getting really good at it. I learned a little bit of Japanese before we went to Japan last year, and I really love the French language. So I'm learning French at the moment. Bonjour, bonsoir. I'm even getting a little bit of the accent down. Not very good, but I'm, I'm getting there. And with Rosetta Stone, it makes it so easy. I download it on my phone. I learn it in the car. It is awesome. You can do it on your desktop, wherever you find it convenient. They are there for you. And they have 25 languages, you guys, that you can use. And right now they are giving a lifetime membership for 50% off. So you can learn as many languages as you want for your entire life, which is amazing. And the best part is it starts off, you know, with just words and then phrases and then sentences. And then you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that also knows the language, which is, you know, my entire goal. So don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now. Seriously, 
Get started before your summer vacay. The, our listeners get 50% off the lifetime membership. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem it today at rosettastone.com forward slash today. She made $50 an hour, which is pretty good. A lot. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Uh, this home movie production guy would, you know, he would find all these guys at the bodybuilding show and get them to come make these videos with Sally. Eventually, Sally figured out, I don't need this middleman. I can just get these dudes to come to my living room and make these tapes myself and make all the money and not just $50. Now, these guys that do this, they're called schmoes in the bodybuilding world. Sally on Netflix said she did not like calling them schmoes. I don't know if that's her personal opinion or if that's the producer telling her that that's not really politically correct these days to call somebody a schmo. I don't, I have no idea why that would be offensive. Well, I'll tell you why. Edumacate it. Edumacate me. Yeah. Okay. So my research in a schmo is a dude that loves women bodybuilders. They go to the competitions all the time. They support the sport and sometimes could have a fetish for it. Some schmoes get sexually aroused by lady muscles and want to be dominated by them. Some schmoes also are creepos that stalk these women at the shows. Okay. Okay. So. Okay. So she's, so it's like calling people like, you know, super fans or like something like that. But I mean, listen, if that's their type, whatever, what is the big deal about? They like a lady with the muscle. How? Most guys like a lady with all of that going on that, you know, at the strip club, we we don't have a name for them. You know, everybody's got a type. (laughs) We might have a name for them. I don't know. I I bet you, I bet you those strippers have a name for certain types of men that come in there and everybody's got a type. I don't, I'm just saying like, I don't judge. I think if that's what they call you. Yes. Fine. That's why, that's what I think. Like, okay. So she had these schmoes come over. Okay. They would pay her to wrestle. She would make videos at her house of her, you know, doing a couple body slams and she claims nothing. Okay. So here's the thing too. Let me just, let me rewind for one minute is that some bodybuilders took it to the next level um, with these guys and like they would have sex with them for money. Okay. Okay. Sally claims that nothing more than, you know, a couple elbow drops, camel clutches in her living room happened, but some girls take the schmoes to the bedroom. Sally did not. And I don't think she did. Actually, I think Ray would have had a fucking conniption if she did so but he was happy that she was making these videos and bringing him the money you know sure ray spent all of his time in the gym and when ray did have some free time he would hook up with some other chicks ray Ray was a cheater cheater pumpkin eater and sally knew it 
Ray was one of those guys also that cheats on their wives or girlfriends and then accuses their wife or girlfriend of doing it, you know, so that he can like be like, you're cheating on me. And she's like, "Uh, no, they all do that shit. Yeah, they all do that shit. Why do they do that? To distractify. Yes. Light. Yeah. Yes. That's how he was. Yeah. Sally knew that she was cheating and it bothered her, but she just kind of dealt with it. Except for this one time at a competition in 1990, I think it was 1990, 1991, she did confront one of Ray's mistresses. And she actually confronted her by beating the shit out of her in front of everyone. So probably not Sally's best decision she ever made. And she got suspended for a year from bodybuilding. Yeah. Sally and Ray kept up this tumultuous love affair for years and years, all the while Sally supporting Ray on his journey to go pro, and he finally made it. He did one competition that led to another competition that led him into the pro competitions where he competed for Mr. Olympia, which is pretty big time if you are in the bodybuilding world. Even I've heard of that. And how have you heard of that? I don't know. You never know what is going to stick in this brain. Maybe something about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes, that's why. That is. Yes, that is. Arnold won it six years in a row. Shoot. Yeah. That. And by the way, Ray didn't even place top 10. Okay. So he had lots of muscles, but... So why do you think Arnie is still so buff? Or you think he was using steroids back then? Yes. Well, I don't know. We should, do, I, we should do some digging and see if he's ever spoke on that. We should do some digging because Arnold won it in the 70s. And I'm not sure that there were steroids around in the 70s. I know it was m- more of like an 80s and 90s thing. You know, they would go down to Mexico and buy these steroids. And I remember... When I worked at the gym, too, in when did I work there? Like 99, 2000. That's what these guys, they would go to Mexico and get these these steroids. You probably can still do it now. Oh, I'm sure. Like I said, Sally dabbled in their steroids. Um, She claimed she didn't do them as much as Ray, but she did when there were competitions. She would roid up. You know, I'm going to ask my friend about that, too. She ever did that. Unless you think that's. Is that like not appropriate to ask somebody? I mean, it depends on the friend. Okay. (laughs) Maybe I won't. (laughs) You got to get a good read. I know. Like, hey, um, do you know about schmoes and steroids? (laughs) 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 No offense. Um, So, like I said, Ray made it to the big leagues, but he did not place top 10 and I'm pretty sure, dude, that it's really hard to get there. Now, even with five steroids that Ray had in his body at one time, he just couldn't get the muscle definition that you needed. And when I show you pictures, Gretchen, you're going to be like, holy hell, I don't know how many more muscles this guy could be like popping out of his shoulder, you know, but. I don't even want to see pictures. Those pictures with the veins (laughs) popping out. Oh, Oh, I know. Not it's the opposite of attractive to me. The thing that the 
it, it's pretty it's pretty incredible, you know, that they can get so bulky. I just don't like the neck part. The neck like, part is wrong. And the spray tan on oh. a dude. Well, Ray didn't Not need <laughs> Ray didn't need a spray tan. Oh, well, okay, but you know, that's big in bodybuilding. Yes, it is. And but like Arnold and all the white guys that do it, they they tan themselves up to crazy crazy. Let me tell you, you just got a new white couch. They were not be invited over to my house. No way. No way. No way. That stuff lasts so long and it does come off on white stuff. Yeah. And I'm highly impressed you got a white couch with kids. They're not allowed to sit on it or touch oh. it or eat Oh, okay. It. <laughs> <laughs> so by 1994 Ray thought, hey, you know, I don't know if this bodybuilding thing is actually going to get me any money. So I am going to try stand up comedy for a change. I mean, why not? Joe Rogan does it and pumps the iron. So why can't Ray do it and pump the iron? Ray went to Joe's funny. That's why. (laughs) Well, see, Joe doesn't beat his his significant other. No, he doesn't. He tells jokes. (laughs) No. He doesn't do that. So I think that's where Ray went wrong. I don't think Ray is funny and probably beating wife jokes are not funny either. And so the La Jolla Comedy Club didn't take a liking to Ray. So that was a short lived little stint. He did continue on bodybuilding and beating your wife pattern. Oh, he never stopped those two things. So on Valentine's Day, 1995, Sally McNeil had enough of Ray's shit. Ray didn't come home as he was expected on Valentine's Day, and Sally knew that he was seeing a new chick on the side. And there are two different accounts of what happened here. According to the court records, Sally thought, that Ray was out buying a chicken and coming home. When he didn't get home in reasonable time from the grocery store, they started to argue. According to Sally, now, like current times, Sally says she thought that Ray was at a bar hanging out. She doesn't say that with this girl, but I'm assuming that's what she means. And she was going to see if he was there. Whichever it is, Ray wasn't where he was supposed to be, which is home with his wife on Valentine's Day. I think that Ray was playing two cards here. I think he was going to go see the chick and then come home, which he did, to a furious wife. Right. I don't think he was at the grocery store buying a chicken. The two started to argue and the kids ran into their rooms as they often did. Sally's daughter would later say she heard her dad, Ray, choking her mom, and she knew the sound of it because it happened often. Shantina, that's the daughter, would then go on and say that she heard a loud bang, ran out to see what happened with a baseball bat in her hand. At this time, she saw her dad lying on the floor. He was shot and he was begging for help. Sally claims that Ray choked her, so she went into the bedroom, loaded the shotgun, and came out and shot Ray in the stomach, then loaded it right away again because Ray was still coming at her 
and had mobility, so she shot him in the face. Yeah, shooting someone in the stomach. Not good, dude. It's just like torture. Very messy. You're you're not going to kill him. Let me tell you, it is the shot that killed him, but it only killed him after he kind of like bled out and they could not repair all the organs that were literally coming out of his stomach. Um, It was a pretty gruesome scene. Ray, after two shots, one to the face and one to the abdomen, was still alive. Sally then called 911. 911, I just shot my husband because he just beat me up. You shot your husband? Yes. Who's crying in the background? My daughter. So police and medical arrive quickly to Sally and Ray's house and see that Ray is struggling to stay alive. He does get a couple things out of his mouth when they're questioning Sally on what happened. And Ray says, no, that that's not what happened. I mean, I think he could kind of grumble a word or two. The scene was gruesome and unfortunately, Ray succumbed to his wounds. They immediately took Sally into the police station. And once in the police station, this is where Sally went wrong. She just started spilling her guts. Gotta ask for a lawyer, Sally. She did not ask for a lawyer. I mean, she just kept talking. She was in shock, I'm sure. They kept asking her a million questions. And you know how they do it. They like ask it the same way 5,000 ways, you know, the same question 5,000 ways. And they they try to get you to like mess up your story some way. And does everybody know that? That's how they 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 call it like figure eighting. In case you ever find yourself in, a, in an interrogation, people, which you shouldn't because you should ask for a lawyer. But what they do is they ask you basically the same question five different ways. And however you answer it the same way twice, they decide that's the truth. Yeah. So you can watch the interrogation videos on Netflix if you want to view the special, which I suggest you do. But I will warn you, there is one interrogation video that is so heart-wrenching. It is when they bring in Sally's kids to the interrogation room with their mom. Ugh. They, John is nine, and I think Shantina is probably 11. She, Sally, is apologizing to them for hurting their dad and telling them that she did a really bad thing. And John this nine-year-old is like, it's okay, mom, because you did it in self-defense. He goes on and says like, Ray is a really bad man, mom. He's always hurting you. Just tell them what you did. Just tell them that you did it in self-defense. They say if you do it in self-defense, you're not going to be in trouble. Like, it's so heartbreaking because he's right, right? Yeah, right. But then he's not right because... She went to trial for murder. And well, that's not exactly how self-defense works. She snapped. It wasn't like, you know, he was choking her, so she shot him. Well, she couldn't shoot him if he was choking her right. at the time, you know? So it's like a very this case to me was very much like, what is what is right? What really happened? I mean, this Netflix special goes on to really say that she had battered women's syndrome and sh- and she shot him in self-defense because she thought that she- he was going to kill her. At the time, 
do I think that that is, do I think she snapped or do I think she thought that this could be her last living day of getting choked? I don't know. I don't know. It's complicated. I think you're just trying to survive and she very well could have gone through every single day thinking Thinking it could be like that. It is a little complicated because I also think though, there is this other part of it that is like, if you, as much compassion as I have for someone in that situation, just the way that the law works is if you are not, your life is not directly being threatened you can't murder someone without being punished. Right, right. So, I mean, I and I think it's a real slippery slope if we start excusing people who are not, whose lives are not directly threatened, that's dangerous. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So they took Sally's kids to a foster house right away from there. And then they yeah. would eventually send them to Pennsylvania to be raised by her parents. Sally would go to trial where her defense was battered women syndrome, like I said, and self-defense. But the prosecutor in this case feels as if Sally was not a battered woman. He thinks to this day that she was just as guilty as Ray in this abusive situation. Like my personal opinion is, yes, she did have an aggressive side and she did fight back, but I also feel if Ray was a loving husband that cared for Sally and her well-being, I don't think she would have been hostile. Well, don't you think, especially when this went to trial, right? Don't you think that there is a certain type of man who they just have something against the stronger ladies? Yeah. 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 And they said even in Net- on this Netflix special that like during this time, there was the Lorena Bobbitt and there were some other kind of women that did certain things that remember Lorena Bobbitt, they really kind of threw her under the bus. They didn't. We did this case. She was also being abused by her husband and they did not. It was like, she's a whack job. And he kind of got off like he was a good guy. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was not a good guy. They definitely made light of his abuse. In this case, I think it's like there is this this kind of attitude that like that, like good old boys attitude, like that she has no business lifting weights. And if you want to, you know, be like a man, we're going to treat you like. Yeah. One. Like there's some there's they did do that, too. Yeah, they they really they really did that because they're like, how could she how could she be being abused? Look at her. She's full of muscle and she's strong and. And it's not a it's not a physical thing. Some not, men are mentally some men are abused. Yeah. You, you know, by their women, it, it, it physicality has very little to do with it. Yes. I think that Ray's behaviors triggered Sally's behaviors. And I think that in this particular moment, like we said, like, I don't know if she actually thought he was going to kill her. Presently, she says that she did think that she was going to kill her that he was going to kill her. Um, but I also know she's now been advised by attorneys on what to say. So the problem was, is that she wasn't advised at the time. Right. So, and she was kept, uh, she kept like apologizing in the interrogation. However, after the interrogation, she 
took a different stance on how she felt about the situation. Prosecution also claimed that they found a bullet casing in the bedroom, which makes it impossible for Sally to have shot twice back to back. They claim that she shot him in the stomach, went back to the bedroom, reloaded, and went back out and shot him again in the face. Sally claims that the bullet casing must have just been kicked back into the bedroom when all the police and commotion was in the house, but the house was cluttered and messy, so it would have been hard to get the bullet from one place to another. I don't know. I think anything is possible. Her daughter also says she did not hear two shots like in between her running out with the bat. So it sounds to me like the shots must have been pretty close together. Um, The prosecution also claimed that Ray was going to leave Sally for a new boo who actually would testify to this fact. I also don't think that this could be true because these two were together for eight years and he had lots of side chicks. And I bet you he was telling all of them that he was going to leave his wife for them. That's what these cheaters do, you know? Yeah. So even though she got up on the stand and said that, you know, Ray was going to run away with her, I don't believe it. He also had life insurance. And so they brought that up. Like Sally wanted his $200,000 life insurance, maybe. I don't think that if you're killing somebody for the life insurance, you do it when your children are in the house. Yeah. And I don't think you shoot them in the stomach and the face. I think think you're a little more methodical about it. Yes. Media presented Sally as, uh, and I put this in like quotation marks, killer Sally, which she did go by in her videos. They showed her as this rough and tough Marine bodybuilder that killed her husband. And they also in the media uncovered all those like altercations she had with people. So it just, it didn't look so good for Sally. It diminished the, you know, the fact that she was a battered woman. Yeah. But I mean, that's not really a fair shake either because it's like, that's what she was doing for a living. I know. Like if somebody was, if somebody is a, plays a bad person in a movie or something, it's like, so are they guilty of a crime that was committed? That's like, still there at like, no, one thing to do with that ever. That's your job. So that's what Sally says. She's like, that was, she's like, I didn't even, that was my stage name. You know, that's not who I was. That's just what I was acting, you know? Yeah. Sally did take the stand in her own defense, which was advised against by her attorneys and rightfully so because they chewed her up and spit her back out. She came off as an unapologetic, no sympathy for her late husband person. And she did two publications also um, where these bodybuilding magazines, you know, interviewed her. And she came off pretty off-putting there because of the lack of empathy. But honestly, I think she, you know, when you're put in this position where you're going to be now sentenced to life in prison, you probably are pretty fucking pissed that he pushed you to the point where she had to do the unthinkable. Yes. And I think she also feels like she's being demeaned and no one can give her. I mean, she just is defensive. That's just sounds like that's just her nature. It is her nature, right? And even in the beginning of her life, it was her nature. 
So she took that position and people didn't like that. Yeah. And she also probably is a little bit delusional because she's like, you know what? I better just, I better do these interviews. I better take the stand because nobody's here for me except for me. Yeah. I also think there's probably some sort of sense of relief to get rid of him so she doesn't get beat anymore. Yes. I'm not like, I'm not condoning any of it. No. I can understand the psyche a, a little bit of what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. So the jury heard it all and they came mm-hmm. back with the verdict. And when it was read, the first, the judge says, you know, first degree murder, not guilty. And there was such relief to Sally, right? For about 15 seconds. And then they read the second degree murder charge as guilty, which holds a 19 years to life sentence. So Sally was sentenced 19 years to life and was up for parole several times. Each time she was denied as she that did damn not. feisty attitude. That's right. She did you gotta not show remorse. You did, she did not show remorse. That is exactly why they kept denying her. So finally in 2020, when she sucked it up, and decided to apologize and and have remorse for killing her husband, she was finally released from prison. She spent time at a halfway house, which is interesting because we were just talking about that on our Patreon episode on Thursday, on Thanksgiving. And uh, she went there. She found a job at a warehouse, and she is now living a quiet, modest life. She also found herself a new boo. Okay, go Sally. And she got remarried. Um, Her kids are grown. She is a grandmother. Both her kids went into the military. Her son has struggled with abuse and drugs. He seems to have gotten his self back on track now. He is super handsome. I love that. Like, real you know who he kind of reminds me of you know that hot prison guy oh hot felon yeah hot felon <laughs> yeah he reminds me of i don't him. know his real name but yeah <laughs> he is so good looking too okay so anyways he's very handsome i think he's single he's got a little baggage because i think he has a kid but if anybody is you know looking her daughter also seems to have such a good head on her shoulders and she has a child as well Um, And I wish her and her kids happiness and a life free of fear and violence. Okay. So let me ask you, were all of them interviewed in the documentary? Yes. Today. Okay. All of them. Cool. Her kids and herself. And at the end, you see the, uh, the new hubby. Okay. Yeah. So that's a WAP. That's a wapadoo. Listen, I was going to watch it, but then I knew you were doing this, so I didn't watch it. Yeah, so watch it. I am going to watch it. I'll have some time on my hands. Watch it in the car. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did show my son a picture of Sally Uh recently because he was doing, he has to do these read alouds and he was reading about Susan Blackwell. Okay. Who I don't remember what she did. I look, I'm a terrible parent. She's the first woman to do something important. Anyways. And um, he's like, well, women are not as strong as men. 
And I was like, you know what? Let me show you. Let me show you. Get out my phone. What do you think? You, you think she's not strong? What did he say? He was like, oh, wow. You know, and then I'm like, yeah. Then I Googled a picture of Aaron Carter. I'm like, <sighs> that's a boy. She's a lot stronger than him. You're too st- <laughs> Rest in peace, Aaron Carter. I rest in peace. I mean, whatever. Don't do drugs. But <laughs> you could have. what was relevant <laughs> at that particular time. You could have. You could have. Um, I'm trying up a- to make my son not a little chauvinistic pig. <laughs> I know. You could have pulled up like Machine Gun Kelly. He also it was, he, it has that same it was that skinny. Weird. Just, yeah. Okay. Anyways, training your kids right. Good job. Trying. Trying. Freaking trying. Freaking. Yeah. Freaking trying over here. Thank you so much for listening. Follow us on Housewives of True Crime Group on Facebook. Give us a review if you haven't. And we will catch you next week. A click, click. Click, click.